Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two. Is this thing on? Got levels. 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 Just making sure. Someone said the podcast retired. Not sure what that's about. I'm Michael Movestro, and you're listening to the Vegas Bright Podcast, episode 35. The Vegas Bright Podcast. From VegasBright.com. So podcast, it's a Vegas podcast. And welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Movestro. I am the editor of VegasBright.com and the site owner of VegasBright.com and whatever other hats I wear. Most importantly, it's great to be here for episode 35 of the podcast. It's good to be here. I'm happy to be here. I miss doing these podcasts. I miss sitting in front of the microphone ridiculously late at night and uh, recording this show. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I feel like it's been a while. And I got lots of stuff to talk about to catch you guys up on. Uh, let's see, the 360 Vegas Vacation 4 happened, and uh, Robin Leach did some something funky, and I released an album, and a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on, and I'm happy to share all this stuff with you. Had a really great time, and I'm going to be talking about 360 Vegas Vacation 4. Uh, it's my June trip report, and before I get started, I want to thank... Mark, Karen, Tony, Alistair, uh, and Raising Las Vegas for the planning of 360 Vegas Vacation 4. I had a great time, and I'm going to be talking all about that and more when we come back right here. VegasBrights.com. All your Vegasy things, no resort fees. And we are back on the Vegas Bright Podcast, so I want to let you guys know that... In case you don't already know, if you haven't heard this podcast before, I am a composer. I make music, uh, and I just released an album, which was years in the making. Uh, Had some delays there because I started up Vegas Bright and had to find ways to get my time back together and almost gave up on the whole thing. And then Scott gave me a good talk that started at Pizza Rock and ended at Oscar's Lounge about finishing what I started and, and, you know, just focusing on what my legacy is and and things like that and it sort of restarted things up so the album is released it, it was released on uh, may 30th which is my birthday so it just happened very excited to share it with you uh it's uh, the name of the album is fair gemstone it's a throwback to the 90s what they were what they called new age music which wasn't actually new age but that's that's the miscategorization that a and r reps decided to give this kind of stuff because they didn't know where else to put it Today, it would count as uh, contemporary instrumental uh, and world fusion. Uh, however, back then it was called New Age Music, and that's just what they did. The album was inspired by the artists who uh, contrib- contributed greatly to that genre, and uh, I'm glad to finally be able to contribute. So I would like to play for you one of the songs. Uh, it's one of my favorites from the album, and then after this, we'll... Uh, We'll talk Vegasy things. Uh, the name of the song is World Spun. It's from my new album, Fair Gemstone. And you're listening to that track right here on the Vegas Bright Podcast. Thank you. 
VegasBright.com. We're not only a podcast. We cover news about shows, hotels, restaurants, and gambling. We also feature the Vegasy buzz around town like new construction, renovations, and future openings, as well as reviews of places to eat, experiences, hotel stays, and new things to do. And occasionally, we offer a sneak peek behind construction walls to see how a new place is coming along. VegasBright.com. And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that song. Uh, so let's get on to some of the Vegasy things and just to catch you up. So recently, Robin Leach put out an article that, and this is going to sound familiar to you, that the Bellagio Fountains would be replaced by a shopping promenade. Not sure where he got the idea, me, and wrote a story, uh, said it was uh, you know, news he got from an executive that these meetings happened and they're voting on it in June, which is this month, and blah, blah, blah. MGM International was fast and furious in putting out a denial, and the article then changed. It was taken down, and then it was put back up and reworded a little bit, and it made me laugh. Uh, I, I was at the dentist office when this started to circulate. I came out of the office i'm in a drive-thru picking up lunch and i look at my phone and there's a shit ton of twitter notifications and a few text messages and i'm like what is going on (laughs) and uh it turns out robin leach pretty much stole my story and uh i got to see what it would be like if the story went to a larger audience and there was i think it just sort of reignited some anger on the internet from when we launched our april fool's joke which was the same story yeah, and MGM was very fast to to jump online, uh, put out a quote, and shut that rumor down uh, in the quickness. So there's that, and it was it was just funny to me, and I still kind of laugh about it a little bit. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. From what I understand, from what's been told to me, he has his way of putting out stories that have already been put out there in smaller circles, and then making it his own. I, I don't know why he's trying to do, like, actual news. Well, it wasn't even actual news, was it? But, I, you know, the entertainment thing has been his forte. I think he should just stick to that. Um, maybe he's trying to find a new niche. Maybe the entertainment stuff isn't working out. Maybe he feels that he's competing with Johnny Katz, who's also at the same paper. You know, maybe he's got to try to find something else, and, and he's trying to do news. He said that they had given up on the Resorts World project, which was hysterical because you know the very next day we had an article out showing that there is actually stuff happening at the resorts world project and uh sewage and electrical being installed and things of that nature um i don't know what's going on with him um i i think he needs to stick to the entertainment thing it just he really should uh but here's the thing that gets me of all the stories he could have taken why did he go with one that was an april fool's joke and went viral a I don't understand that. And so it was interesting because later that night in the Vegas news media, you know, the the, the, the 6 o'clock news, the 11 o'clock news, the 10 o'clock, they're all talking about this story and they're talking to people and, and the consensus from, uh, you know, people who are standing at the fountains that were interviewed is that there's already a lot of shopping that doesn't need to be any more shopping places in Las Vegas. And I believe one woman said there's two Louis Vuittons within a 10 minute walk of each other. So, I mean, you know, I, I hope, I hope they're listening. I I hope executives out there are listening enough for the shopping. Uh, A report just came out recently that I believe is 25% of all malls across America are going to be shutting down. And that's due to the uh, ability and availability of online shopping. Uh, the internet is sort of taking over that domain and there's going to be less brick and mortar places when it comes to actual shopping. Uh, we've seen it happen with music retail. We've seen, uh, all the big places closed down like, uh, tower records and the Virgin Megastore and coconuts records and all those places. We've seen all those closed down because, you know, the internet MP3s and, and stuff like that, things went digital shopping for music went digital and that's probably gonna be the same thing that's going to happen with a lot of the brick and mortar places that we go to, I mean, you can, even even though they're around, you can still order stuff online. Uh, you know, it's it's inevitable. I don't think it's going to go completely out. I think fashion is still going to 
is still going to, you know, because people like to try clothes on before they order, you know, before they buy them. Uh, you don't get that with a site online because then you have to like you order it and then it doesn't fit. You have to send it back or you don't like the way it looks. It makes your butt look big or whatever the case is. You send it back. You know, I don't order clothes online. So I know right away if something I'm wearing is making my butt look big and, and uh, you know, I could just uh, put on something else. Then again, I'm talking about JCPenney. Nonetheless, so that's what that's about. So if there is going to be 25% less shopping malls in the United States, I would assume that at some point, and that's supposed to happen over the next five years, I'm assuming that's going to affect Vegas too, and maybe we'll see some less shopping, or who knows what they're going to do. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Maybe they'll put up more attractions or something. I, I don't know what they're going to do. It'll be interesting to see, though. So let's get on to 360 Vegas Vacation 4. My trip almost didn't happen, uh, so let me explain. Uh, my wife got a bit of bronchitis that became pneumonia very quickly, uh, and she went to urgent care and they said if she had waited two more days, she'd be in the emergency room. So they gave her nebulizer and all this stuff, all this treatment. And I was doing okay with not catching anything. And the next thing you know, two days before I'm, um, three days before I'm ready to leave for Vegas vacation four, I get a cough. I start coughing stuff. And I looked at what I was coughing up and it didn't look good. So I went to work the next day and took a half day and went to urgent care. And I said, here's the scenario. My wife was in here last week with the pneumonia. I have this cough now. I'm not sure what's going on. I have this event to go to in Las Vegas. What what can we do? So they checked me out, did my fever, my temperature and all that stuff and listened to me breathe. And they're like, well, you have right now, you have bronchitis. Uh, don't know if there's anything underneath it that's causing it. Just in case, we're going to prescribe you some antibiotics in case it is pneumonia or something else. Don't take them yet. If your fever reaches 100.5, start taking them. And I'm like, okay. So left urgent care. Decided to be best to uh, take a sick day the next day under the advice of my boss, who was like, take it easy. You've been busting your ass. Just take it easy and get well. So decided to take a sick day the next day. So the night I get back from urgent care in the middle of the night, I wake up, I got a fever of 102. And I was like, well, I'm not going to worry about it because fevers rise at night anyway. No big deal. I go back to sleep. I wake up in the morning, fever 100.6, started taking the Z-Pack. So they gave me a Z-Pack, six uh, tabs of antibiotics, azithromycin or something like that. But it's called a Z-Pack and and those things are awesome. Uh, So took the first two as directed on Friday, you know, did my packing and everything else I needed to do, and then I got some rest. Uh, woke up Saturday morning, uh, which is the day I was heading to Vegas, fevers to 98.8, and I'm like, yes. So felt good about that, was able to get to Vegas, and I didn't have to worry about anything, and it was a lot of fun. So when we come back, I'm going to be talking all about everything that I recall from the 360 Vegas Vacation 4. So keep it tuned, streamed, or playing right here. The Vegas Bright Podcast is available on Vegas Radio Network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, on VegasBright.com. VegasBrights.com. All your Vegasy things, no resort fees. And welcome back to the Vegas Brights podcast. So let's talk about 360 Vegas Vacation 4 and everything that happened. Saturday morning, woke up, checked my temperature, 98.8, feeling great. Headed out to Vegas. Get to Vegas and... You know, there's a certain energy that Las Vegas has, and I think I tapped into it because I felt better and better from the second the plane landed. So I head over to the Tropicana. That's where I stayed. It was my first time staying at the Tropicana. I wanted to stay someplace I hadn't been before, get content out of it, 
and see what it's like. And I got to tell you, the Tropicana is a very nice property. I really enjoyed how even though you have that long walk that goes from like the main casino area to the tower, I say in the club tower, there's a lot of windows in that hallway and you get to, you know, as soon as you get past the restaurants, there's all these windows. You get to see all of Las Vegas around the Tropicana. So out one window, you're looking at the Luxor and Mandalay Bay and Excalibur. And then out the other window, you're looking at MGM Grand and New York, New York and all those other properties that you could see. And it was just nice because it's like it didn't exclude the rest of Las Vegas from your stay. I was like, you were able to walk through and see everything. And it was awesome. Um, the room I stayed in was one of the older rooms, but it was, uh, you know, something you'd expect from a hotel that calls itself the Tropicana. Everything was made out of wood, except for the toilet and the tub and the sink, of course, and the bed. But, like, everything was made out of wood. Uh, the view wasn't great. I was looking at McCarran, but I did get to see the Lisa Jets, which are these little planes with an orange or red stripe on the side, and they take Area 51 employees to Area 51. So kind of geeked out on that for a moment. I thought that was pretty cool. And so that was cool. And so I headed out from there. Uh, actually, no, I got it reversed i checked in but i couldn't get into my room yet the room happened later okay whatever uh so left my bag at the tropicana headed out to amarino las vegas where i was meeting up with chris from the faces and aces lv podcast and scott from the vital vegas podcast and i was supposed to meet up with Vito, uh, cousin Vito. however he was a little bit delayed he was sort of stuck on the high roller holding in his urine and he kind of missed out on that meeting uh but that's okay. So myself and Chris and Scott kept ourselves plenty entertained. We're very witty and have great senses of humor. So we had a great time. Uh, I believe we talked about a new TV series called The Walking Erection, uh, things like that. Uh, and had a good time. Had some gelato. Good stuff. Amarino. Highly recommend it. And it was good to uh, you know, actually have some FaceTime with Chris because I hadn't met him yet. Uh, in person up till that point so that was a lot of fun uh and it was just good hanging out with these guys um we decided Vito wasn't going to show up so at some point we ended up leaving and as chris and i are walking up the promenade guess who happens by it's cousin Vito and cousin mikey and eric rosenthal and i i and Eric Rosenthal is one of the listeners, and so it was like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, let's go get a drink. Da, 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 da. So we ended up going to 3535 at the link, hadn't been there before, and decided to go there. Eric says, do we want to stay here, or do we want to go to a lounge and drink for free? And I looked at him, and I said, drink for free? And just like he had two heads, I had never heard of such things. Anyways, we ended up all staying there at 3535 and got to talk to Vito, got to talk to Eric, got to talk to cousin Mikey uh, and Chris uh, and watched Chris do his uh, thing where he popped in a 20, got a beer, played a little bit of video poker and bailed uh, and then repeated the process. It was interesting to watch. I didn't think that could still happen, but apparently can. Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you if you have a player's card. So we did that. And uh, I was talking to Eric a lot and talking to Vito a lot. And I remember we decided that we were going to catch up later on or, or the next day or whatever. That's when I went back to the Tropicana, and that's when I checked into my room. But it was really great to to meet Cousin Vito. He, he actually sounds like he does on his podcast. He looks nothing like you'd imagine. I thought he was going to look more like uh, Andrew Zimmern from Bizarre Foods, but no, doesn't look anything like Andrew Zimmern from Bizarre Foods. Uh, at all, <laughs> at all, but it was, uh, it was good to meet him. We talked about how he got into podcasting and stuff like that. And it was, it was a good time, you know, to meet these people and, and, and that I normally wouldn't have met. So it was awesome. And, uh, checked into the Tropicana, you know, um, well, I already checked in, but I finally went to my room, checked it out. And I, I shared that earlier. Nice place. I'm going to have an article on it. I got pictures of it. Um, and I liked it a lot. I liked the property. Oh, I have a video tour too. So I'm going to put that on YouTube and put that into the article. Um, but yeah, very nice property. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's a brightly lit kind of a place, the the casino there. It's it's lit up. It's like the Venetian. It's it's kind of bright in there. Uh, but 
I usually prefer the darkish kind of casinos, you know, but I liked it. It was nice. I liked the, the bathroom was nice, nice shower head. And they had a shower tub in the corner uh, that wasn't like straight into the corner, but it was like catty cornered. So it was kind of more spacious, very nice stuff. Um, you know, just the whole layout was, was done really well. They didn't throw all the towels right above the toilet, which I was, which is one of my pet peeves about hotels when the towels are hung up right above the toilet. It says, I, I mean, why would, why would people, no one does it at their homes. Nobody puts towels directly behind the toilet. You know, nobody wants a crop dusted towel, uh, as big AZ Marty said in one of his reviews. And he's right. No one fucking wants that shit. So yeah, it was nice to see that they didn't actually do that. And they were more careful in their towel placement. So I appreciated that nice place. You know, it's everything you'd expect. Comfy bed, uh, heart, no noise, heard no noise from where I was at all. Um, I didn't ask for a quiet room, but I ended up getting one. Um, glass desk in case you're doing some work there. Nice size TV, uh, a comfy chair in the corner, uh, two chairs at the desk, um, plenty of drawers, uh, just very well done. Very nicely done. A wooden ice bus- bucket, of course, because it's the Tropicana. But uh, yeah, nicely done. Really enjoyed my stay there. And uh, I, I would definitely stay there again with, without even thinking about it. If I end up on a far end of a strip, uh, far end of the strip, I would probably stay at the Tropicana. Um, guaranteed. I, a great place. Good bargain. The pricing was good when I, when I took up the offer. So it, it's one of those places that I can definitely say, okay, if I'm, you know, if I can't get center strip, I'm staying at Tropicana. Uh, I would definitely do that. I didn't get a chance to try their food places. They have several places to eat. A lot of them are high end, but they also have like a food court that isn't high end, but I didn't get a chance to try it. So I don't know how it is, but yeah. I ended up doing a lot of eating at other properties. Uh, I wanted to try out a specific burger, but I'll get to that later. So that night went to the New York, New York, decided to go to Gonzalez y Gonzalez because I hadn't been there last time I was in Vegas. Um, had the pork carnitas that I like. Um, I think it's pork carnitas. Yeah, pork carnitas, and they had the green sauce on it. And now I know next time, ask them not to put the green sauce on it because it's a little bit too spicy and sort of ruins it for me. Uh, had an interesting conversation on Twitter at that time uh, with some fellow listeners about what <laughs> about what Vito actually looks like. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, someone suggested Woody Allen, and I thought that was hysterical. I went to the Link Promenade. I took some pictures of the place. Uh, it's just a very photographic kind of a place. Got some nice shots. Uh, discovered, as I had suspected, that the Bliss statue does indeed light up on its own without the spotlights. You just got to wait around to see it. Most of the time it has these red and blue spotlights that shine on it, but it does light up by itself without spotlights. You can see the lights on the inside of the Bliss statue lighting up, and I have a couple of shots of that as well. Uh, and yeah, just, just a lovely evening. Walked around the strip. Um, Went to the Monte Carlo. Uh, slots were not very kind to me. Slots were slots were not good. Slots were not good. But what I did do with the Tropicana is I played an electronic version of Roulette. Uh, and what I liked about this version is that it wasn't all video where the ball is video and you know the wheel is video. It was an actual wheel with an actual ball in the middle. And you just put in your bets or your wagers electronically. Uh, and there was a, a bunch of other people around it too. So think of it in a sense of uh, that craps game with a bubble in the middle and, and the big paradise. Only it wasn't like a big ball and a big wheels. It was, you know, standard size. And I, I, I did, uh, I played what I call George mode is to do the exact opposite of what my instincts tell me to do, and I can't go wrong. And that worked, and that worked. So I went into that roulette game with 10 bucks, walked out with 30 and so I was doing everything right by not doing what I would normally do. George mode, it's a, it's a Seinfeld reference, for those who don't know. 
So that was fun. The next day, woke up, got ready, took my antibiotics again. My fever was like 95 point something. So, and I was feeling fantastic. Uh, so went out. So the pedestrian bridge that goes from the Tropicana to the MGM Grand is closed for uh, construction renovation. So it, you're not getting to the MGM Grand from Tropicana uh, at that point. So if you wanted to, you'd have to walk across the bridge that goes to Excalibur. From there, go to the New York, New York. And then from there, go to the MGM Grand. Uh, so that would be the way to do it. I ended up at the New York, New York, and I decided that I was going to have breakfast. And it was a very late breakfast. I didn't manage to sleep in because I just want to make sure I got lots of rest since I knew I was under the weather. Uh, so, you know, don't fuck around, you know, and Vegas has this way of keeping you up for hours and getting very little sleep. And I just want to make sure I was rested up and, and it was a big day, you know, it was the meet and greet, the, the first meet and greet with the listeners, uh, you know, the whole 360 Vegas podcast meet and greet, not the podcaster meetup that was on Monday, but it was, you know, just, it was a big one. And, uh, those things make me nervous. I wanted to get some sleep. So I ended up going, uh, when I was walking around the New York, New York, I saw Tom Zurbin and they had one of their menus out and they had something, uh, I, I was looking at the menu and I saw something that caught my eye called the breakfast slopper. So let me just read you read to you what's in this thing it's a burger and of course you know if you know me you know i'm gonna review burgers it is 100 angus beef burger on a butter toasted brioche bun smothered with pork green chili topped with pico de gallo cheddar and jack uh green chili two fried eggs served with shoestring garlic fries or sweet potato fries yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and and queso fresco. Right. I say green chili I say green chili twice, didn't I? Sorry about that. Anyways, it shows up and if it looked like an ice cream sundae, like it with a cherry on top. I posted it on Twitter. I said this burger is beast mode, and it is. It is just a wonderful burger. That egg is on top. There's a tomato on top of it with a toothpick. There's all this cheese and the burger, the bottom bun is just surrounded, surrounded by the green chili, the pico de gallo, the, the fresco, all that stuff is in there. So you can't even see the bun, but it's there. And oh my gosh, it was so freaking delicious. I never had to eat a burger with a, with a fork and a knife before, but it was fan fucking tastic. It was just so fucking good. And uh, <laughs> I highly recommend this burger. If you need a burger that's going to give you a boost of fucking energy, I would def and you're on the strip, I would definitely recommend this burger. If you're downtown, uh, the Binion's Hangover Burger is really good. You could try that out. This, I think, topped it. And it was fantastic. Just, oh my God. I'm just looking at this picture and wishing I was there and wishing I was eating this burger because it was just that wonderful. Uh, it just definitely checked all the boxes for me and it was just, Oh my God, look at it. Oh, you can't look at it. You'll see the article. I'll be doing an article uh, soon. And wow, my goodness, it's just so fucking gorgeous. All right, so that was delicious. Uh, after that, it was time for the meetup. Yeah, it was time for the meetup at uh, the Cosmopolitan right outside of Secret Pizza. So stopped by the Bellagio Conservatory, see what was happening. They still have the Japanese tea garden happening and, you know, the big samurai guy. So stopped by there, walked on over to the Cosmopolitan, went to level three in search of Secret Pizza, could not find the place. But boy, did I learn a lot about level three. I must have walked all over that place all these ballrooms and things like that and uh some art that was displayed and it just it was awesome so get outside of what i believe is secret pizza and i only recognized that i was in the right place because other people were wearing the same t-shirt that i was uh vegas or you know anything with 360 vegas vacation 4 on it yeah so not gonna lie uh when you know on the podcast i will talk a lot uh and and i'm, I'm sort of out there on the podcast but you know in person uh, if i don't know people and i'm meeting a big group of people i'm i'm i very i get very quiet uh 
so luckily, Tony from the 360 Vegas Vacation Podcast was hammered. I mean, he was tonied. I believe that's the word. He was tonied. And he came over. Hey, how you doing? It's great to meet you. And gives me a hug. And he's kind of getting touchy and grabby. He says, can I get all touchy and grabby with you? And I'm like, well, for a minute. (laughs) And uh, we had a good laugh. And uh, he introduced me to people. And uh, so that was cool. Uh, People knew me from the podcast, so that was awesome. Uh, Or from the website. So that was cool to already have that in that people already knew who I was because that made it a lot easier for me. Um, Then I started getting quiet again, and I'm standing in a group. And Christina... Uh, aka Christina Monster, aka Angel Number Two, uh, uh, aka at Raising Las Vegas on Twitter, sees me. It's like, "Hi, how are you?" And she comes up to me and gives me this hug, like she's known me for years. Uh, and that was that was very nice. Of course, she probably mistook me for somebody else, but it was still very nice. And uh, you know, just felt a bit more at ease after that. Uh, and just met a lot of great people. Uh, and it was, it was great, man. Just so many people. Uh, so it, man, I miss it. I gotta tell you, I totally miss it. So we all gathered up and headed downstairs to get on the party limo to the D. Uh, there were two limos. I was on limo number one. Um, looking at this panoramic shot that I took and it looks like I see, I see Chris and I see Julie and I see Phil States and I see Saul and I see Sean and I see Chris from Faces and Aces. I see Eric Anderson. Uh, I see Mitchell. Mitchell is one of the coolest Canadians I've ever met and I only know three Canadians. Uh, so he's up there with those other two Canadians. That's how cool he is. Uh, let's see, who else? I forget her name because I'm so fucking horrible with names. Uh, Bogan. Yes, Bogan. Uh, I think I have Mark in this picture as well. Uh, I think that's Kevin, but I'm not sure. Uh, man, I'm trying to trying to remember these names. I remember some of them. I, did I say I remember? I remember some of them. So anyway, we get on the bus. Party limo. Great time to be had. Neon Vacation was there at Neon Vacation on Twitter. Uh, I had no idea he was him until later on at Pizza Rock when he introduced himself. And I was like, wait, I was sitting next to you the whole time. But yeah, so Party Limo, bus number one. Tony was there. The folks from the folks from You Can Bet On That were there as well. Uh, Karen was on that bus also. And great mix of songs provided by Mark. It was just wonderful. Uh, let's see who's in this picture. I think that's Chris and Julie. And Julie was awesome. She was very welcoming. Always, always, that's at Julie Moore. I think at Julie Moore or Japluto or something like that. Very welcoming. Very, very, you know, strikes up conversation. Definitely makes you feel welcome. So that was awesome. Uh, And yeah, we just had a, everyone had a great time on that party limo. The music was like booming and everyone's just in good spirits. There is drink and merriment <laughs> and song. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, so got some shots on the bus. And I tweeted, I, I tried to live tweet as best as I could. We get to the D. We get to the D and we are all hanging out. We head upstairs for slot races. Slot races is pretty simple. Go to a bank of machines, at least eight machines. Make sure they're at the same value. Everybody puts in $10 and plays as fast and furiously as they could. Whoever runs out of money first wins, and everybody else gives them what's left on their Tito ticket. So we did a couple of rounds of that, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, Tony won one round. Alistair won another. And then I had a brilliant idea <laughs> that they should be a tournament of champions, and Tony should face off against Alistair. Uh, and... That worked very well in Alistair's favor, favor because uh, there was a, uh, yeah, there was, uh, well, you see, what had happened was they were both playing, they both put in 10 bucks, and it was supposed to be winner takes all, and Alistair freaking wins 250 bucks, so he forfeits because he didn't want to hand that over to Tony, so Tony won, but it didn't feel like that. 
because Alistair was the one who walked away with like 250 bucks. So that was, that was fun. So let's move along. Uh, we, let's see, hung out with Mark downstairs at the craps table. The craps table was booming. The folks from You Can Bet On That were at the craps table. So you know it was happening. You know it was on. Vito was there. Everybody was there playing craps for the most part. Loud, boisterous, great times being had. People putting their hands up, doing all sorts of rituals. Uh, it was really great. And uh, Chris was talking to me about playing blackjack. Uh, oh, by the way, outside on the canopy, the there was Welcome to Welcome 360 Vegas podcast vacation. Was up there on the canopy. I put up some pictures of that. Got this great shot of Mark from 360 Vegas and Scott from Vital Vegas. It's like my favorite shot. So I'm just like, this is like my favorite shot of the whole thing. Um, so it's on the Twitter. You have to scroll down. If if you're listening at home or at work, go to Twitter and look for the hashtag. Um, it's hashtag 360VV4. And just scroll on through and relive the moments. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So Chris from Faces and Aces was talking to me about blackjack, and I told him how I had played, you know, you know, simulated versions of it, but I had not actually played the table game. I did not really know the etiquette, and it always made me nervous. And he's like, and he's like, come on, play with my money. It'll be, it'll be fine. And I'm like, what? No, I can't do that. Because yeah, I'll just tell you what to do. So it's like I'm playing, but you're playing. I'm like, oh, okay then. So we found a table. It was free bet blackjack, and we're free bet blackjack. You can double. You can split, and it doesn't cost anything. The only catch is that if the dealer hits 22, it's a bust. But that only happened twice, and we played for like an hour. So it's worth it. So anyways, so I'm learning Blackjack from Chris from Faces and Naces LV Podcast, and I had a blast. It was so much fun, and he was like, all right, you want to hit there. Okay, you want to split that. You want to do this. You know, aces is a 1 or an 11. Face cards are 10. And, you know, he's giving me all, all, the, all the rules and whatever, and it was just a great experience. So if you would like to learn how to play blackjack, I highly, highly recommend the Faces and Aces School of Blackjack. You can play with their money. It won't cost you a thing. It's wonderful. So go ahead and hit up Chris on Twitter and uh, just say you'd be interested <laughs> in taking one of his courses. Uh but yeah, it was really great. And speaking of gambling courses, Heather uh, on Twitter, she is Vegas Aces, and she is an instructor on how to deal games if you want it to be a casino dealer. She's got all these wonderful videos up on YouTube, and she was there, and she was delightful, and it was just a lot of fun. So it was a great time, loved playing blackjack, and didn't feel like an idiot, and I made Chris a hundred bucks, so I think I was good luck. I could be wrong, but I think I was good luck. So that was a lot of fun. After that, we what did we do? Uh, we went to Pizza Rock because we were getting hungry. Uh, so went to Pizza Rock, met up with a bunch of other people who were there. Uh, spoke to Saul and Bogan and Saul's wife and Saul's friend, and I forget her name. I forget her name too. Uh, and right next to me. Uh, well, not right next to me, and one, one right next, but one person over was Neon Vacation on Twitter at Neon Vacation. Didn't realize it was him, and we're all talking back and forth. And I'm like, "You said you write articles." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, I go, he goes, "I'm like, where?" He goes, "Oh, I'm at Neon Vacation." I was like, "Dude, I'm at Vegas Brightside." <laughs> so, uh, you know, and he knows he's familiar with Vegas Brighton, you know, and, and and our writers and stuff. So it was just cool. I was like, I had no idea. I sit next to Neon Vacation. He writes great stuff. So. That was cool. It was such a good experience to just meet other people who love Vegas as much as I do. Uh, so that was great. Uh, we went back to the Strip, uh, hitched a ride with Chris, and I think one of the Eric's uh, or something. I forget his name. Uh, Carpenter? Corrington? Andrew? Andrew Corrington, I think? A. Corrington on Twitter? I think that's it. Uh, yes, it went back and forth. And Andrew was telling me the story about how there was a, a dancer over there, the D, who had aliens as a tramp stamp. So that was fun. Um, and then after that, Chris and I, Chris from Faces and Aces, we we, ended, we went up on the strip, 
walked around, went to Paris to try to find some good pay tables, didn't really find any, it was kind of boomy over there. Uh, so we ended up going to next door to Planet Hollywood, um, enjoyed the uh, the pleasure pit, one of the finest pleasure pits in all of Las Vegas, of course, and found some video poker, and we played some video poker and had a drink and had some conversation, and it was good stuff. And then it was, by then it was like 1.30 in the morning, and I was very tired, so was he, so we called it a night, uh, and that was that. So the next day... Sunday, uh, no, Monday now, because Sunday was the other thing, okay, so Monday now, uh, this is the day of the podcaster meetup, meet and greet thing, so someone had suggested I go to Burger Lounge at Aria, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, what I was craving was that wonderful hangover slopper, but I said, you know what, it's good content, let me try it out, so I went over to Aria, I forget the name of the burger I ordered. I had to look at the menu again and figure it out. Um, and I got to tell you, the Burger Lounge at Aria serves the thinnest, greasiest burger that I've ever had and has absolutely no sustenance whatsoever. So I will not be going back to Burger Lounge. It, it was It's crap. It's fucking crap. It's, it, was, it was so thin. It was just smashed down thin juicy because it's greasy because there isn't enough meat to absorb like it just it's just overly absorbed in grease it was they put onions on it but it just the whole freaking thing tasted like onions and grease it was it was not good i I know some people like it and that's great it wasn't what i expected Uh, yeah yeah i was not a fan (laughs) i was not a fan of that so So what happened? So it's Monday after after the disappointment of Burger Lounge, uh, headed over to the Bellagio's. That's where the meet and greet was at Baccarat Bar. Got there early, uh, so I slot hopped at Bellagio and I learned something interesting. Now I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I noticed that when I did not have my M Life card in the machine, it was a hot machine. Uh, put in money and played it up and then I played it down and it lasted a long time. That's all I ask for. I know I'm going to lose my money. I just want it to last a while. I just want to enjoy, you know, playing a slot machine, the lights, the sounds, all that stuff. Had such a good time with that machine. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put in another 20. I'm going to put in my M life card twos, uh, you know, because might as well get some points, whatever the case is. Put in that card, cold machine, just flat out cold, like nothing. And I know they say that the player's card has nothing to do with the random number generators, but as someone who's familiar with computers and programs, it wouldn't really be that hard that says if this part of the machine is initialized, run random number generator number two instead of random number generator number one that functions without a card. Because it seems like once you put the card in, it's it's deciding, well, you're either going to get points or you're going to win money. And once the card is in here, you're just going to get points. That's my theory. I just couldn't help but realize how cold it turned so quickly once the card went in. So that's just my theory. That's, that's I, I could be wrong. You know, I, I you could say I don't have enough, uh, I don't know, enough to compare with. Uh, but it's interesting coincidence. That's all. My voice is dull kind of shot so we're just trying to get through this so anyway we head over to the baccarat bar after rescuing Vito's casino who was lost in the sports book i got him over to baccarat bar and we met a lot of great people i met some listeners like cam and sarah i think her name was cam's wife or girl i think her name was sarah i could be wrong uh but hey, I really like Sarah as a name for a woman. So if I am forgetting your name, I'm giving you the best one I could think of. So that means I hold you in high regard. Uh, and yeah, just about everybody was there. Uh, Mark, Karen, Tony, uh, Chris, Scott, Blonde Forever showed up. So it's great to see her again. Mark, Meltzer, Edge, Vegas was there. The folks from You Can Bet on That, Cousin Vito and Mikey, um, and, and other folks as well. And met a bunch of different people. Uh, a lot of it's, it's interesting how 
the listeners who showed up don't just listen to the 360 Vegas podcast. They also listen to this podcast here. They also listen to the Vital Vegas podcast. They also listen to Cousin Vito. So it's just awesome to see how you know, these, these listeners show up and they listen to everything. I just think that's wonderful. What a great community that is. So after that, we headed to the Indigo Lounge at Bally's, uh, hung out there with the, with the crew who was joining us, uh, had a bunch of people there. Nice place, Indigo Lounge. Hadn't been there before. Don't really do lounges. So that was fun. Uh, let's see. I sat at the bar, had a captain and diet, spoke to Joe Q for a bit there who was one of the listeners, and he's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, just had a good time with everybody over there. I remember talking to Julie, uh, Julie Moore, uh, I think Chris here and there. I think he disappeared to get cigars or something and then came back. And um, I think by then I was talking to Joe Q. And then everybody was going wherever they were going to go. Some people were going to Wahlburgers. Some people didn't want to go to Wahlburgers. And it seemed like everybody was sort of breaking up into little groups. And that's what kind of happens at these things. You know, you do your thing and then you come back for an event and you just know where to find everybody. So Eric Rosendahl, who I had spent time with on Saturday, was like, hey, I'm heading to the lounge um, at Paris, the Diamond Lounge at Paris. Would you like to come along? And I'm like, sure. Because I remember the day before he said, we got to introduce you to the world of Diamond Lounges and free drinks. So I went with him to the Diamond Lounge of Paris, and he walks into the Diamond Lounge door, and I stop because I immediately feel like I am not worthy enough to enter such a place as I am a low roller. Um, and it's a self-perception kind of a thing, and I'm aware of it. So it's just like, all right, I can do this, I can do this. And I walked in, and, you know, we found a place to sit, and it's it's nice in there, you know, finger foods, chicken wings, uh, let's see, veggies and dips and fruit and and beverage uh and just a nice place to chill you know get away from the hustle and bustle and eric and i must have been there for i believe hours uh when we talked about so many different things and i believe the quote driving a fucking train through it came up uh about rewards programs and things of that nature talked about the podcast and talked about vegas bright and talked about just like a lot of things uh, and family uh, things of that nature. It was just really fun to get to know this guy, you know, and uh, so it was a nice little evening with Eric. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was one of the highlights of the trip, I think. And it was just really good getting to know him. Uh, so we did that for quite some time. And then I, we had to go our separate ways. I headed back to Bally's, met up with whoever was left uh, over by the craps table. Uh, believe it was Joe Q and Chris Moore and Julie and uh, one of the Eric's. Was it Rosenthal? No, it wasn't Rosenthal. Anderson. I think it was Eric Anderson. And I think Andrew maybe was there too. I think I'm having a hard time remembering now. It's a lot of a blur going on. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and, and just, you know, I knew I was heading out the next day, uh, so I, I wanted to say goodbye to whoever I could who was there, and uh, so, you know, bid my farewells, uh, high fives, hugs, all that stuff, and that was it. So, left Bally's, went outside, got some Turkish ice cream, and walked it over to the Bellagio Fountain, trying to recreate having Palio Pronto Gelato. Uh, at the fountain, but it wasn't the same. It's not Palio Pronto Gelato. It's Turkish ice cream, which is still good, but it's just not the same. Uh, so watched a fountain show. Got to watch a fountain show every time I'm in Vegas, of course. Uh, and then I think I walked over to the Cosmo. I played some slots over there. It wasn't, I played something, some weird slot called Circus or Clown someone recommended that I play it I think it was one of the listeners recommended it and uh that was it was interesting uh <laughs> it was interesting I forget who recommended it but they said yeah this is my girlfriend and she likes to play or maybe wife and she likes to play clown and, da, 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 da. and I'm like clown or circus like, what never heard of it and sure enough they had it at Cosmos I was playing and it was pretty all right it was pretty all right uh never seen that machine before it's a goofy little machine though so I did that, headed over to Planet Hollywood again, uh, lifted over to Tropicana, I, and I did some slot hopping at Tropicana, and you know, the slots weren't so, the slots weren't so good. 
you know, did some slot hopping because you got to, that's, that's just how it is. And after that, get up to my room <clears throat> and say to myself, you know, wait, because now it's after midnight and so now it's May 30th. It's Tuesday. I'm like, you know, I think my album was supposed to release. Let me see if it's available on iTunes. And sure enough, it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify. So now I'm up for another two hours updating movestromusic.com and the album page and all that and everything is out now and, and doing the social media thing. So that was that was cool. Uh, after that, just got a good night's sleep, woke up the next day, headed home, and there's still another whole day of 360, 360 Vegas vacation for that yeah, I missed out on because of work commitments and stuff like that. But I have a feeling it's going to be all over uh, the 360 Vegas podcast on their next episode. So I would tune into that if I were you to hear more of the shenanigans that occurred. But that was that was it. That was my super quick, super fun 360 Vegas vacation for trip report. So when we come back, I'm going to be doing some shout outs to all the friends I made at 360 Vegas Vacation. And of course, the shout outs to all of us at Vegas Bright. So keep it tuned, streamed, or playing right here. VegasBright.com, the Vegasy website where the parking is free. And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast. Looks like we still have a little bit of time to fill in the show. So I'm going to go ahead and play another track from my album. Uh, the name of the song is Exerge, and I've used a virtual instrument, which basically gives me a Gregorian choir at my fingertips. I can choose what words they're going to say, what notes they're going to sing, the emphasis they're going to have. And it was a lot of fun. I really wanted this to be a throwback to Enigma. Enigma was uh, a, a, a group that started this whole thing off. And uh, I wanted to you know, make it as close to an Enigma song as possible. And I did a lot of research and I found the very same virtual instrument that Enigma used for this flute called the Scott, the the Sakakuchi. It's a Japanese flute. It's the thing that goes, that thing. And I found the exact virtual instrument that they used and I was able to use that in the song. So that made me very happy. So yeah, anyway, the name of the song is Exerge. It's off of my new album, Fair Gemstone. And we'll be back with a shout out right after this.
VegasBright.com, the Vegas website where the parking is free. And welcome back to the Vegas Bright Podcast. So before we wrap up the show, I just want to give some shout outs to some awesome people that I met at 360 Vegas Vacation 4. I am, my voice is shot now. Sorry about that. <coughs> but to Bradley Rummery, Bobby States, Taylor Jew, Ryan King, Julian, dude, Ryan, I think I played blackjack next to you. I, I, I don't remember your name. There's someone to my right who looked a lot like you, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's see who else. And Julian was like, epic with the like with the go the gopro camera uh i'm pretty sure it was julian maybe it was sean it's all blur i was drinking give me a break uh to sean dewitt andrew corrington saul eric anderson alan mitchell rob uh sky on the rocks phil states a felice chris moore dude you're making me blush over here Julie, Julie Moore, awesome. Joe Q, Bogan, Bogan knows so much about Vegas history. Eric Rosenthal, uh, thank you for an awesome time at the Diamond Lounge. Uh, so many great people that I was very, very fortunate to meet. Um, had a great time, and I am definitely looking forward to the next uh, Vegas vacation. If I can make it, I will be there. Absolutely uh mitchell dude great talking to you buddy great talking to you man uh just again just so so awesome to be there and and meet so many people uh solo trips are ruined for me they are absolutely ruined no doubt about it also a shout out to at raising las vegas aka christina angel number 360 angel number two julie is 360 angel number three karen is 360 angel number one uh I want to get everybody in there. Uh, just thanks. It was great meeting Alistair. Great meeting you. Great meeting all of you. Great meeting all of you wonderful people. Uh, of course, shout outs, Scott from Vital Vegas Podcast and the Vital Vegas website. Check him out at vitalvegas.com. Mark Meltzer, who cracked a wise-ass comment at the meet and greet about if I would go downstairs to go to Starbucks, which is where Palio Pronto used to be, of which I looked at him and mouthed the words fuck you to him um out of love of course but you know you kind of expect him to crack your eggs uh he's really good at it uh adam from the vegas fanboy podcast his show ends in august i believe it's august 4th or something like that so enjoy him while you can check him out at vegasfanboy.com uh, he hosts the vegas fanboy podcast chris at faces and aces lv podcast dude so much fun Thank you for, for giving me your seat on the bus so that I can take part in that very inaugural ride to downtown. Uh, thanks, dude. And thanks for the blackjack school and hanging out. Awesome. Mark, wish I saw more, more of you, buddy. Wish I saw more of you. But I got to hang out with you Friday, so that's cool. Karen, thank you for being as gracious as you are. Tony, thank you for being ridiculously welcoming uh, and touchy-feely. Uh, yeah. In a very straight way, I thank you. Speaking of Tony, a shout out to him and Jason at the Vice Lounge online podcast. And of course, Mark Karen and Tony from the 360 Vegas podcast. Uh, to Mark Duvall and Dr. Mike from You Can Bet On That. Great meeting, you guys. So much fun. Check them out at youcanbetonthat.com. Mitch and Dr. Kev from Tipping the Odds were not able to make it, but hopefully they'll make it next time. You can check them out at tippingtheoddslasvegas.com. And, of course, Cousin Vito and Cousin Mikey uh, from the Cousin Vito's Casino podcast. Great meeting you guys. It was absolutely awesome and absolutely wonderful. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our wonderful, wonderful team of writers and contributors at VegasBright.com. For Greg C., Blonde Forever, Big AZ Marty, Paper Poster, Michael James, Kelly Lamrock. Listen to my voice. Don't I sound amazing? See, this is the kind of voice I want to have for now on. Look at that. It's it's smooth. That's that's a great voice. That's a shot voice, but I like this. It's kind of R and B. It's kinda it's kinda happening. You know, it's like dun, dun, dun. Hey baby. Welcome to the Vegas Bright Podcast. Oh yeah. Alright, anyway. Uh so Kelly Lamrock, Sam Monsieur, Genadius, 
Fisherman, Matty Ice, Sailor Dude, Michelle De Palma. Uh, and, you know, I, I we, we got new people coming in this week. Las Vegas Junkie uh, is going to be writing with us. We got a new contributor uh, who's going to be uh, his eyes around town. So Matt Belger. Uh, and, of course, Sean from Eye in the, our, our Eye in the Sky at Sky Las Vegas. Um, and I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Uh, but thank you all. Thank you to the team at VegasBright.com. And we will see you next time. We have articles coming up this week, Monday through Friday. We are not just a podcast. I, I, I say this enthusically. Uh, is that a word, enthusically? No? Okay. Uh, but we are not just a podcast. Go to our website. We, we have an article every day, Monday through Friday at VegasBright.com. Come on by and get your Vegas fix. No one else is doing five articles a week. Come on, check us out. Get your Vegas fix every day. Learn something new or read about something you already know. Enjoy the site. We put a lot of fucking work into it. Uh, that being said, thank you to everyone at VegasBright.com. Blonde Forever, it was awesome seeing you again in person. Hope to do it again soon. Uh, until next time, I am Michael Movestro reminding you to stay Vegas and stay bright.